Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 77. Who's number 77? Ray Bork. Ray Bork. Ray Borkay episode. Um, Trey joined, as always, by Tucker Cam and returning to the podcast after a much needed hiatus, Dylan Benham. <coughs> How was the vacation, Bill? It was great. Um, why was it much needed? You saying I don't deserve to be on the show? No, I'm saying much needed. I said you you need you needed a vacation. You're you've never missed an episode. This is your first I episode. You're scared missed. of how many points I've been getting. I think I'm the only maybe maybe I'm I don't know Tucker if you ever missed an episode, but I certainly haven't. I know Cam has. Dylan has. I think I have. This is, this is my, I guess I just I grind more than Dylan. I have recorded on multiple occasions. Yeah, you've recorded I've, in I've, not several places. I know. We were at a family dinner. There was like 10 or more people, and I was like, this is not going to happen. <clears throat> well, you know, it, it made for a quicker show. What was that, Cam? I said, one of my misses I got a substitute for, so. Yeah, you me. did get a substitute. So, All right, winners and losers, I'm a huge winner. My integrity is intact. The Nets bounced. They will not win a championship. Therefore, any qualms anybody has about my take can be put to bed. It was a loser of a take for now. We're going to table it, but as for right now, my integrity is intact. Cam? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very glad that I hopped on this a little bit late, but I think it was two or three weeks ago on pod where I hopped on the, the Nets don't have it, they don't play defense, and that wasn't the reason why. It was because they were missing Kyrie and half of James Harden. But, um, yeah, I mean, you're a winner for that, but the Celtics won the trade, I guess. Well, we'll see who wins the championship first. Then we'll then we'll know. Then we'll know. Um, any other winner? Oh, Tucker, you are the winner of our poll. You're pulling out a point in an absolute blowout. Only had six uh, six votes, but that'll pull you up to two points. Yeah, I'd like to say something about this point. Everyone that votes on these polls are idiots. Every single one of them. The You're fact that our outside of yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm yeah. saying yeah, yeah, I know our said, yeah, don't yeah. vote on Twitter. There's no chance that any of our listeners actually participate in the show. Yeah, no. so I am saying that the people that vote on Twitter, you are stupid people. You are unintelligent people because the only two people that didn't vote for me were Cam and Trey, I'm guessing. Uh, Dylan so, had to vote yeah, for himself, I think. Terrible take by me and still plot point. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, did you vote? You absolutely did. I did not vote. Oh, well, it wouldn't have made a difference, so... Tucker, big winner, second point of the season. Um, you got a long way to go, so you better come up with more ridiculous takes. Um, oh, lo- I have a good one this week. Loser, Dill, Nets aren't winning the championship. I guess so, huh? Um, winner, Cam, maybe. Trey Young kind of taking over onto the Eastern Conference Finals. But also lose, loser because I said the Sixers will win. Oh, so. yeah, no, that's a loser. Yeah. Yeah, but Trey Young. Also, we're starting to compare people to Kobe now because Stephen A. said Devin Booker is the next Kobe. I'd argue Trey Young's better. So yeah, but they're not the same type. That's like that's like, I agree with Tucker. That's like being like Joel Embiid's the next Kobe because he's really good at basketball. It de- just because they're good doesn't make them Kobe Bryant. We didn't have a bat. We didn't have a problem with the fact that you said that Dev- Trey Young's good. It was that was just a random comparison with no similarities in the game. Just because Trey Young likes Kobe. 
Uh, any other winners and losers from anybody? Oh, right. yeah, me. Jake DeGrom's the GOAT. All right, well. Yeah, I, I, I'm hopping on this train, Tuck. We, we <laughs> drafted you when you delivered your take. I forget exactly what it was. Oh, you said he's going to be the best pitcher, go down as the best pitcher of all time. See? Yeah. Oh, that's like, I mean, I don't think one season is going to change my mind on that, but he has been unbelievably dominant his entire career. He just doesn't sh- just doesn't show for in the win column, so it's hard for me to put him at number one. Yeah, but it's but he is so good. He needs pitching. to get out of there. I don't know what his contract situation is. What's his contract situation? He's given up. He's given up four runs all season. He's seven and two. I take. I take. I think if he leaves a bad hitting team, he's going to do worse. Because the other team doesn't think they need to hit as well, so they're not going to play like thinking they need to get a hit. If they go to a better team, I don't think he's going to be as good. So it's all inflated numbers. So, Cam, there, I feel like there's actually there's truth into that because there's always guys that are on crap teams that end up going to really good teams and they stink. And it's like maybe the added pressure or, you know, they just don't live up to how they work because they don't. So they, now they just expect it, I guess. I don't know. But I'm with you on that. All right. Let's get into ways it takes. Cam, you're chomping at the bit. You want to go first, so fire away. I do. Recently, Carl Nassib came out as the first openly gay player um, in the active NFL. Very good player, actually. Um starting defensive end for the Raiders. I think, oh, also, jersey sales skyrocketed. I could be wrong, but I think he's number one in the last two days. Number one in the last two days in jersey sales. Love that. I think he's going to be number one in uh, sacks next year. Carl Nassib leads the leagues in sacks next year. Lock it in. So is there any basis to this take other than that he's just in the news and He's hyped. He's, He's hyped. Red. He's I liked Carl Nassib since he was on Hard Knocks. Nobody, nobody knows Raiders players. Even after Hard Knocks, I feel like nobody really knows anyone on that team. I, I just think that the the I'm not saying he did this for a media thing. He he gave a very good statement on how he shouldn't have to do this, but he felt like he needed to at this point in time, and I respect that. Um, and I think that. He's just getting so much love and hype right now from everyone, and I I hope I hope he leads the league in sacks. I hope he's unreal next year, and I think he will be. Um, I mean, I don't have any reason to agree with this. I don't have any reason to disagree with it. I mean, it could happen, I guess. But um, if you disagree, you're homophobic. So here's here's the thing, like. Is his team are his teammates gonna take it same way that like the NFL is taking it? Like, because those places are toxic environments. I mean, just to be frank, like, think, I mean, you think they you think they don't know? I I feel like a lot of them probably do already. I you I wouldn't have guessed from what I'd seen of him. He's in then uh, NFL. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah. Just an update on uh, Carl Nassib. He had two and a half sacks last year. Yeah, so no, yeah. this isn't going to happen. <laughs> good good for him, though. I mean, 
It, I think I feel like in a masking sport like football, and then you've seen people's careers tank, like Mike Sam, who I want to talk about later. Um, but it, I feel like it's a fairly difficult thing to do to come out in that type of work environment. So all the best to him. Hope he does well. Uh, you know, it, it at the end of the day, it doesn't make a difference to me. You know what goes on off the, off the field as long as you're able to produce on the field. So. That's all I really care about as a football fan. But uh, Tucker, do you have anything to add to it? Um, I sure. I'm a hundred percent on board with this. All right. That's all I have. All I right. Have much. Dill. Um, I'm going to start this off. I'm going to say one joke and one joke only. Uh, he starts the season already with one sack. Oh. Because. He has a boyfriend, maybe. <laughs> but no, but, but he has a sack too. So wouldn't that be two sacks? Yeah, w- one more sack than everybody else. Oh, okay. There you go. So um, that's the only joke. Uh, but as a player, I don't know anything about him. Two and a half sacks. Linnea, can you turn that crap down? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> she did not appreciate that. Um, <laughs> So, so uh, as a player, I really don't know anything about him. Um, saying he's going to lead the league in sacks, a couple of things have to happen. One, he's got to play a lot of teams with terrible O-lines. Uh, two, he has to play every game and not get hurt. I don't know if those, like if he's injury prone or anything like that. But um, I'll get on board. I'm sure the confidence is through the roof if, you know, he's getting – uh, feedback like this from fans from the league uh, I think that uh, like Trey said the locker room thing could, it's it's 50-50 they could either rally behind it or not really pay any attention to it and just play football and that will probably boost his confidence even more um, so I can get on board if, if that happens if the team is behind it um, if not as we've seen bef- before it could be really catastrophic so I mean with the courage of him to do it. I'm not downplaying that at all. So um, very much up playing that. Uh, so I'm going to get on board. A couple things have to fall in line for it though. I guess I am a homophobe, the homophobe of the podcast. Um, yeah. He Connor this week. I need him. <laughs> yeah. Have yeah. Connor call in. Uh, has, Connor, has Connor had a, uh, a voice in the matter? Have you talked to him about it? I told him about it and the only thing he had to say is uh, he thought it was funny that, like, because he read some tweet that was like, congrats to the NFL for standing behind uh, uh, Carl Nassib. And he's like, what else were they going to say? <laughs> like, as if the NFL was going to be like, yo, fuck that guy. Yeah, I mean, no, it's it's been good. Um, I love the support. Michael Sam, I feel like maybe didn't even get that much support. Well, I want to talk I was, about that later. Michael Sam. No one's been screwed as bad as Michael Sam got screwed. I want to talk about that done? later when we get all into right. segments. But all right, Tucker, ways to take. Uh, yeah, my ways to take. I found this on Twitter. Um, and I think it's a, one of the best ideas I've ever heard. So there's a lot of sports in the Olympics that I just don't understand. 
I don't like it when people do it. I don't really understand how good they are at these sports. And so I have the idea that they should have one regular guy in each Olympic event. Just to show how good everyone else is, they should just have one person in each event that's just a regular dude that just gets the shit kicked out of him. Just so, like, when you see someone doing um, kayaking, you're like, huh, what would happen if you put a normal person in that kayak? Now you know. Now you know. When the guy gets capsized in 25 seconds, you know how hard it is. You, you just have that sport and you get to see everyone how good these Olympic athletes actually are. All right. Two, two pretty wasted takes off the bat here. <laughs> this one definitely a little, I would say, even more wasted than NASA leading the sack total. Um, so for me, like anyone with a brain should be able to figure out that these guys are, are and girls are really good at their sports, no matter what it is. Like anybody with a brain should be able to figure that. Uh, I've never looked at an Olympic event and been like, that's easy. Like anybody could do that. Even like ping pong, like they're crazy. They're flying across the table. They're so good. Forrest Gump, shout out, great ping pong player, uh, brought the U.S. over to China and kicked their, kicked their ass. But no, this shouldn't happen. I mean, anybody with a brain should should be able to figure out that these are hard sports to to be an Olympian at, and to be an Olympian, I want a baseline. I want to a baseline. be I want to, <laughs> to be an Olympian okay. is an honor that you have to earn. You have to be the best of the best to represent your country at the Olympics. So you already should know, like, oh, these are people are the best at this sport. If you actually think that that sport's easy or that they're not an athlete, then I can't help you. Uh, Dell. Yeah, so I'm kind of on board Chuck in this because. Like, I mean, but I'm with Trey, too. Obviously, you know how good they are, but you want that kind of baseline, like the average guy's perspective. So I think what would be probably more realistic would be if all, like, this is NBC that does all the Olympics, right? Yeah. They need to get a whole bunch of interns that go out, like, because they prep all these uh, stadiums and, and all the events stuff way early. They should have some interns go out and, like, try to do some of the things beforehand. And then, like, halfway through uh, a kayak thing, be like, eh, like, and this is Jimmy uh, trying this one out last week. And you just see him, like, absolutely failing. That's a great <laughs> idea, Dell, for, like, for, like, commercial spots, like, before the event starts, just show, like, the interns trying it and just getting abused. Or, or, or just, like, a cut segment. Like, yeah, yeah, like a segment. That yeah. would be like, hilarious. Instead of like having the Olympic records uh, line going, you can just have like right, Bob right. from Michigan yeah, exactly. line going. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's a I, that would be incredible. That would be more realistic and, and, and probably more funny and a better approach. Bill, you should you should work for NBC. That's a great idea. Uh, Cam, any thoughts? Yeah, so a couple things. One, I hate the they should do this takes. I hate them. Predict something. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Any take that I have. If you guys like your takes are too boring. I throw out some wild takes and you're like, oh, these ones are dumb. I'm anyway. tired of it. Alright. Um, second, I'm pretty sure people understand how good these guys are. It's no, but we need to know how bad we are. Okay. I'm for yeah. that. But what was said was people don't understand how good these guys are. It's the Olympics. Mount Olympus, 
the gods. They're comparing them. Is the that Greek where it comes made from? It. They're comparing them to gods. They're the gods of the of the world, I guess. Anyway, third thing. Um, I Dylan, to piggyback off that, I like that. I don't think it should be. I missed the last half of it. I don't know if you said this, but Tucker was saying there should be one guy randomly thrown in. I don't think they should be thrown in. There might be a separate Olympics, not Olympics, like a separate like day where normal people just go out there for for the baseline, like we were talking about, and just normal people go out there and do the same thing, and then they compare it. Um, you know, and that the professionals do it. You can just so find videos on YouTube. Don't mix them in. Don't mix them in. With no, mix them in. No. Like, no, like when you're like, oh, this team, the Lithuanian basketball team sucks. And it's like, all right, well, here's five random dudes off the street. And then they get burnt by 80 points. You're like, oh, they're still Olympic athletes, huh? So, yeah, I, I, that would be funny to watch, but, like, completely impractical. Yeah, so I like this is an impractical. Tucker's Tucker's on. He's addicted to the impractical takes lately. You can't find a point, and he. And he I had one. I got one. Threw out, <laughs> he threw out. This is gonna happen. Jake Paul's gonna be the best boxer in the world. Take, which is extremely impractical. And he oh my god, I got, I got every vote besides you two saying that Jake Paul was gonna win a heavyweight championship. Idiots, absolute idiots. Listen to this. I mean, oh, you only that, got that, two that. extra votes besides yourself, so slow down. <laughs> Three extra votes besides myself. Thank you very much. All right. Um, okay. Uh, my oh, no. food is here, so Dill, waste the take. All right. Waste the take for me. There's been a lot of talk, obviously, about baseball, foreign substance use. I think I've had takes on it before, um, and we've talked about it before, of course. Um, but... I just thought of a good idea. Everybody's so concerned about people cheating and using the whatever they have, uh, whatever tact they can get. Um, the league already allows um, rosin, right? And we know that sunscreen and rosin makes it the ball sticky, um, and that's allowed. Like you can't, I, like you can't tell a guy you can't have sunscreen, but you also but you can tell a guy like there's a glob of sunscreen on your arm. And I like know that you're doing that. Um, what I think they should do because now people are getting like, it's the first inning. They throw a couple pitches. Cam brought it up before the pot about DeGrom. Uh, you know, he pitched three pitches and then they checked him. So I think you should allow it because who the hell cares? It's pitching. I like to see guys get diced up. Um, what they should do, just like how they have pine, or they have uh, <coughs> rosin behind the bag, just lay out all the substances behind behind the mound and say, there you go, here you go, these are the ones you can use, go ahead and use it, and that's the end of the story. Or they can, uh, like, maybe at the beginning of the game, um, the umpires go out, and are like, all right, which one are you going to use today? And they just use one, and they put it behind the mount, and that's all you can use. If you could caught anything else, then you're done. I don't know something, something because you can't, you can't police this because you can't. You, what are you going to have a guy in the dugout that's just watching the, the pitcher the entire time of the dugout? You're going to stop the game every five seconds to see if some guy's cheating. So now you just let him do it. Give him the substance behind the mound. End of, end of story. 
nobody really cared about this until people brought it up. That's the thing. So recap it for me. So you want people to be pitchers to be able to use a foreign substance during the game. Let it be allowed. Right. They, the the league should expand what they allow and put it behind the mound and say you can put it on your glove at the beginning of the inning. You can't go back. Okay. Okay. Something like that. It, it, whether it's spider tech, whether it's pine tar, whether it's Crisco, I like. I don't care. <laughs> so <laughs> just put it there and let them use it because, like, they were already using it before and nobody cared until people brought it up. Well, I think the reason no one cared is because it's it's changed and now the spin rate is going up in the past couple of years and there's strikeouts that are at an all time high. My question would be, how do you counteract it for the batters? Like, how do the batters even the playing field? Well, that's the thing is it was already happening for God knows however many years until the beginning of baseball. People were getting grips on balls like it, the spitball was a legitimate pitch until they said you can't really just like be doing snot rockets on the ball. I think they should be able to just do what they want as long as everybody knows what they're doing and then play the game. I mean, batters are able to use pine tar. Batters can use spider tech. Batters can use batting gloves. Batters can, like, they can do anything that they want. Just let the pitchers do it and just have it more controlled. Because being able to police it is, like, is almost impossible. Um, Tucker, I want to get... I want to rub mud on the ball. Tucker, I want to get your uh, thoughts first because you're a big, you're a pretty big let them all cheat guy. So, what do you think? Yeah, just let them all cheat. <laughs> okay. Um, That's I think, it. I think if you're open about it, because the, a lot, a lot of the pitchers are like, there are no rules. So just make rules, and we'll follow the rules. If they make the rule, you can use these ones, and then it's over. Nobody's going to be upset about anything anymore. Yeah, that's also, the. Also, I have one other thing to say. I hate Trevor Bauer. I love Trevor Bauer. I think we, he's we so got annoying. Like, like he like started the whole thing where he's like, if everyone's gonna cheat, I'm gonna cheat. And then they're like, all right, you can't cheat anymore. And he's like, oh. we already explained it. I already went into it. And he just he bothers me. Um, so Dill, I like it from the perspective that you're giving where. There's no written rules. If you write this, it's over. We don't have to worry about it. And I'm sure that batters would be able eventually to figure out a way to hit against it if it was shown and it was known what they were doing and they could experiment in the offseason and stuff like that. But you also have to remember it's been happening. I know, yeah. But it seems like I think they're adding – I think there's there's new substances that they're coming up with, like combinations that are – right. Exactly. That's why I'm saying you get to use these five whatever, and then you can you can put it on at the beginning of the inning. We all watch, and that's it. I also like that part of it. Um, but Cam, to your point, you just put in the chat. Pete Rose used to pee on his hands, or no, it was Moises Alou. I think used to pee on his hands to because uh, they would get clammy. Baseball players are weird, dude. Baseball players are weird. But uh, my one counterpoint is I've just kind of been always anti-cheat. I just want a normal ball with a pitcher who is using just rosin and a batter who's just swinging a normal bat. But I think you're never going to get that, so you might as well try to regulate it as best you can. It's, it's kind of like, like marijuana. Yeah, I was just about to say that. It's like marijuana. Yeah. Uh, Cam, any thoughts on it? 
I'm a big cheat guy, but if you're going to let the pitchers cheat, you got to let the hitters cheat. I'm a, I've always been a big let them, let them just ruin their bodies and take steroids. I want to see maximum competition. Um, I don't really have a, an opinion on it. It's fine to, to police it, I guess. Um, but at the same time, the, yeah, the hitters are using like pine. It's hard batting. It's a lot different. You know, getting getting more spin on the ball. So steroids. Yeah, but imagine if imagine if you couldn't get grip on a bat, you wouldn't be able to hit. It's just, it's almost the same argument. No, because you can get grip on the ball without anything. Yeah, but you you can get grip on a bat, but in certain conditions, you would not be able to hit as well. And and specifically, if, if like I didn't have pine tar and, and hitting, I would not be able to hit as well. Fun fact: I can vouch for this because I hit a walk off home run, O two count. There, I almost let go of the back twice. I had all time. <laughs> When I was no, not ten. I was uh, thirteen years old. I ran over the dugout and said, "Someone give me bad luck." Like go the bat, home run, two count, easy money, walk off. Morris Elementary. Um, anyway, steroids, give it to you. All right, it's an interesting idea, though. I don't hate it. Um, all right, my take. So uh, we saw the 76ers go down at the hands of the Atlanta Hawks. Um, the process is pretty much dead. Ben Simmons looks terrified to shoot the ball. In four straight games, he did not score a point in the fourth quarter. He is a utter disaster, huge bust. Uh, great job by uh, the Celtics not drafting him. Wasn't he? No, he wasn't that draft. Never mind. Um, I'm thinking of faults. But anyways, um, it's time for the process to end. It's time for the 76ers to blow it up. Uh, hold on to Embiid. Uh, trade everybody else. Um, that's basically, uh, it's a soft take. I couldn't really come up with one. But I just, uh, I think that they're just over and over just mediocrity. They win a joke of a playoff series, get to the second round, and get bounced. Um, you know, we all remember the confetti incident when they hit a Overtime two to set or fourth quarter two to send it to overtime with the Celtics set off confetti, um, ended up losing the game and the series. They're just a joke of a franchise, and I love to see it honestly as a Celtics fan because uh, I'm not a not a big Sixers guy. But yeah, no time to blow it up. Trade everybody except Embiid. Fucker. I okay. Go go ahead, Cam. I have a problem. All right, never mind. Cool. I want Ben Simmons to be a Celtic. Why? I want him here. I do. Because he's fixable. He's He is fixable. Like, I don't know if I sound like every white girl ever when, like, I think I could fix him. I think we can fucking fix him. And having a 6'10 point guard, a 6'10 point guard, he just learns how to just, like, you know, when he's under the basket, maybe just dunk it. Like, if he can just learn that, he's a top five point guard in the NBA. Let's buy low right now. Let's buy Let's buy Ben Simmons right now. They don't want him there. Let's give him a 2022 first-round pick. Let's get Ben Simmons. Whoa. I want him. Absolutely want him. Let's bring him here. I would absolutely love it. I'm totally against that. Um, he was an MVP candidate a month ago. 
He can't shoot. He was an MVP candidate. He can't shoot. Now you're saying he don't care. He can't shoot. No clutch gene, and he's afraid to to score under the basket. I can Uh, fix him. Cameron? I don't know if you got Stephen A. I don't know if you heard Stephen A today, but he got the tag Cam, we're losing uh, you. Uh, um, we're losing you, Cam. Close to the hater. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Not really. Go try again. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, how am I doing here? All right. Good. All right. So uh, Stephen A. Smith got a text mid-show saying that. Benson is a baby. He gets babied by everybody. Everyone, you know, he's just not the answer to anywhere. And I don't care if he was an MVP candidate. I think he's terrible. He won't have any success because no one else is going to baby him like the Sixers did. And I think he's going to get traded, but wherever he goes, he's done. All right, I'm going to adjust my take. I'm going to adjust my take. My take is Ben Simmons will be out of the league in two years. That's my take. Yeah, no, that's that's very dumb. He's a six ten point guard. Who can't do anything? He'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> He'll be uh, a Celtic and uh, Dylan. So, um, I don't obviously don't know anything about about basketball. Um, I know the name Ben Simmons. I know he's been. I I know he's overrated. I think since yeah, the things I have heard, but this situation sounds almost exactly the way I feel about Jake DeBrus on the Bruins. So Ben Simmons, the six ten point guard, he's got size obviously, but he doesn't use his size like you would expect, or he doesn't have the talent to use his size. He has talent as a point guard, uh, but not enough talent at the point guard position. Just like Jake DeBrusque has a lot of size and speed, but he has zero ability to shoot the puck or check. So it, like he can't use his size like he can, but he can't use his speed like he should as a winger. So it's kind of that weird, like, he has the tools, he has the frame to be able to do something, but, like, can't figure it out because his skill set doesn't match his body. Um, If that is the case, then he is 100% not fixable. That's just the way that that guy is. You have to think of him as not as good as you think he can be and just how bad he is, actually. But I'm sure he's not that bad. But he just, people think he should be better. Tucker. Um. I have a counterpoint to you saying he's fixable as well. I yeah. I was on Twitter, and this clip came up of Ben Simmons. It, it said it was him saying, Hack of Ben is not going to work anymore. They're not going to be able to foul me so I can go to the line and miss free throws. Yeah, but he's changing his shooting hand. He's changing his shooting hand. Wait, let me finish. He's <laughs> Underhand. That's so stupid. 2017, I know, Trey. I know it's the clip was for, he said, I'm going to fix this. That was in 2017. We're now in 2021, and it's not fixed. And if you think him yeah. changing his shooting hand is a good thing and going to help, it is not. It is very bad if you've been shooting with yeah, the wrong I hand your whole life. Ambidextrous point guard that's six foot ten. Wow, that sounds miserable. 
Nah, Again, he's, gonna, he's not. It's not from a lack of ability. It's a lack of confidence that he had. You know that's from a lack of confidence and not ability because he took zero shots. Yeah, but if you're in the that's league for that long, thing. you still don't have confidence. Then you're not gonna ever have yeah, confidence. You're not. You've never been that guy though. Until the, like, he needs to be that guy, and he needs the confidence to get there. And I think it's probably a toxic environment that he's in. He's in Philadelphia. Great. Oh yeah. You think Boston's shooting. gonna be better? Super supportive. Yeah. What? Fans. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll be supportive because I'm gonna fix it. God, the radio shows would have a field day with him if he was here. Don't care. Um, Don't care. I can fix him. Just let. <laughs> from everything I've heard, from he's a baby to he's changing his shooting hand, is just affirming my take. Out of the league in two years. So, all right. Um, let's stay on the NBA. We've got. The hold on, I forgot who won some of the games. So we've got the Hawks moving on. They beat the 76ers. Let's just talk Hawks for a second. Um, Trey Young didn't really show up in that last game, but they still got it done. So they might have something. Talk anything on the Hawks? Uh, yeah, they're out next round, I think. I mean, I. I just, oh my god, I almost want to, like, make a huge bet. Like, I would bet my life savings to win, like, $500 that the Hawks don't win this championship. Um, because I just, I mean, for a team that's in the conference finals, I've never been less confident in a team ever. They basically cakewalked a terrible Knicks team. And then after the Knicks, they faced... Um, the Sixers, who just fell apart. Now, if like, the only way they win this, I think, is if Giannis just, like, breaks his leg. That would be kind of incredible for uh, Hawks fans. They just get a free walk to the finals. But I just, I don't see any world in which they make the finals. So, facing off against them, of course, the Bucks beating the Nets. Huge, huge win for, I think, this entire podcast, not, not liking the Nets, except for maybe Dill. But um, it's just, I just want to say it's a real shame that Kyrie hurt the ankle that he stomped on the logo with. It's a real shame. It's very unlucky. Um, but in terms of the Bucks, um, I don't know how I feel about them. I mean, I'm, I'm nonplussed with them. I, I think they're a great team. I think Giannis is a stud. I just don't really like, like care about them at all. Um, I am excited to see, though, Hawks, Bucks in the conference championship. I wouldn't have picked that in a million years. Um, so. Cam, anything on the Eastern Conference Final? Um, well, first off, I'd just like to say, in the, I predicted, not predicted, yes, I predicted uh, Lakers-Nets, I think, but I wanted Bucks-Suns, still alive, and then predicted uh, Lightning-Vegas, still alive. So, maybe a winner there. We'll see. But, um, yeah, I'm very happy with this Eastern Conference Final. It's it's uh, probably not good for the NBA. Probably not a lot of uh, watchers, but I don't care. I, I mean, I like it. I love it. The Suns are a wagon. I really hope the Clipper, Clippers don't make it. I think the Bucks will probably win, but I'm happy either way. I mean, like who would have predicted? Bucks Hawks Eastern Conference Finals, and who would have predicted Clippers Suns Western Conference? I love this for the NBA. 
And it's similar to the NFL where like new teams are starting to make it into the conference championships. And, but we don't have like a horse in the race because it's the NBA and we don't really care that much <laughs> or at, <laughs> so it's, it's super fun for me and like the NBA fans like us probably that just don't really care who win. So I'm excited to watch it. I mean, if, if the Clippers don't make it, I literally do not care who wins, but go Suns. Suns podcast. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, the West, of course, the Clippers, excuse me, beating out the Jazz and uh, the Suns. Who did they beat out to get here? Was it the Lakers? That was a long time ago. Oh, no, the Nuggets. They beat out the Nuggets, swept the Nuggets. Um, the Jazz and Nuggets, I swear, are just the same team. Yeah, no, I... I, I got confused because I thought Jokic was, like, on the Jazz for a minute, and I was like, wait, no, that's not him at all. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I like the Western teams <coughs> as well. <coughs> it's a little different. Um, I'm definitely a big Suns guy. If the Suns get bounced, I really don't care. I Like I said, something about Kawhi irks me. Like, it just kind of, I don't know. I don't know. It just kind of bothers me. Um, Dill, do you have anything I, on the NBA? What? What's Kawhi ever done that's been irking you? Nothing. That's the point. Like he's just, just been a silent assassin. Exactly. I like my my winners to have a little bit of personality, though. Not like Not? crazy, he but like his game to the talking. No, he's he's a great player. I, like I don't dislike him. He just kind of bothers me that he doesn't care about anything. Like there was a pic, there was yeah. a video of the Clippers winning and going to the locker room, and like they're celebrating with the teammates, and he's just in the corner on his phone. I'm surprised anybody likes him. Greatest series of all time. Last round, like he—he's one of the first guys ever. He's the first guy since Shaq to score two hundred points in a series. I think I already brought that up. That's I'm not—I'm not debating his greatness. I'm saying he's a great player. He just irks me that he does not care about anything. He just doesn't care at all. Dill, do you have anything on the NBA? Yeah, so I think I need to get Cam an NBA hat as I have an NFL hat. Um, because that is the same exact take that I was taking out of this. Um, it is good for the league, finally. There's some good for the league, in my eyes, of spread the wealth. Uh, like you all have said, this is, un- like, we didn't, you couldn't predict this. Uh, but um, I don't, like, again, I don't really care who wins again, because I don't have a horse in the race for the Celtics. Um, but it is exciting to see other teams, other guys battling out for high stakes that, you know, weren't expected. So I actually might watch because we don't have, you know, the same guys in playing. So it's just not as dull to me. It's more exciting. Um, so I, I like the Suns too. I think if there's one out of the four teams that I don't like, it's the Clippers just because looking back at the, uh, Blake Griffin days. Uh, I was just not a fan of that team when they were they were finally coming up on, in uh, LA. So um, I think I mean I like the Bucks um, solely because I was down in Atlanta. Uh, the, 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 the Hawks are in Atlanta. I know I'm getting there, oh. and uh, I didn't see a single Hawks uniform. Not a single. Nobody there cares. So. Um, I like the Bucks. Also, uh, the animal of the Bucks. I mean, deer hunting. Yeah, great. that's cool. Uh, so, um, the Brewers suck. So, go Bucks. Um, 
I'm actually going to disagree and say I don't know if this is good for the league. I think it's good for fans like Sorry. us. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It might not. It, it, as a whole, it's not good for promotion and building up the stardom, which is what they feel like they've been doing for the past 15 years. Um, but in terms of other people that don't normally watch, this might draw them in like myself. Yeah. So I was going to say, we're not your typical NBA fans. We're not like diehard. I feel like if you're a big NBA fan, you want you root for superstars. You don't root for teams typically. You know, I I know more people. Exactly. I know more NBA fans that follow players instead of teams. Um, shout out Bailey. Shout out Bala. Like, so I feel like that's gonna hurt them because they don't. The, the only team left with like, I mean, you have Giannis on the Bucks, D Book, and like then you got Kawhi who's silent and. I can't even think of, and then Trey Young. So it's like those aren't like the top guys. Maybe Giannis is, but he's again he's foreign, so he's not like as relatable. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like those are the big guys. Um, all right, NHL, real quick, Dill. I'm gonna let you lead it off because you're probably the only one who's been paying attention. I haven't watched a second of hockey since Bruins lost. I've gone into a hockey depression. Uh, I really wanted them to do well, and they're not. But so we've got. Canadians, Golden Knights, uh, series is tied 2-2. And currently in the first period, uh, the Canadians are up by one. So, Dell, anything on the series? Uh, it, it seems that the Canadians are the team of destiny, even though it's 2-2. They were um, not picked to really do much of anything this year. Um, and they seem to just keep winning. They, they're chugging along, grinding out. Uh, I also haven't been watching much, plus when I was gone all last week, I hadn't been able to watch anything. Um, but I would put I would put um, the Canadians into the finals, I think, at this point, just because for some reason they have some sort of Cinderella story on their hands here. Tucker, anything on it? Uh, the only thing I saw was that the Islanders lost by like eight goals. I was getting there. I was, well, I, yeah, we were talking Western Conference, but go ahead. Oh, that, no, that's the only thing I know that happened in hockey, if I'm being honest. Okay, yeah, well, on the East, Tampa Bay's up 3-2, and uh, last night they won 8 to nothing. So, <clears throat> your thoughts, Dylan? I was... Yeah, so um, I watched the third period of that game uh, last night, and it was sad. The team literally... They, they went up to the officials halfway through the third and said, uh, can we, like, not do TV timeouts and just, like, don't do icings and just let this game, just the clock bleed out? <laughs> they completely gave up. That's Which, which um, like, if you – I don't know what's worse because they're going into their home ice. I think that they have – I think the Islanders have a good chance of winning the game six. Uh, but I don't know what's worse, losing by eight or losing a heartbreak. I feel like losing by eight is not that bad because you just flush it out. And it kind of gives a little bit of, uh, um, what's the word, uh, when the other team gets too confident, they get uh, whatever. They, they feel like they have it in the bag type of a deal. Um, I think that might even that could play in. I know they're professionals, but if you beat team eight to zero, you might be like, all right, we can just mop the floor of them next game. 
But the Islanders are a scrappy team, so I can't, I have them winning Game Six and probably losing Game Seven away. But um, it's a weird dynamic when you lose by that much, and then it's just a win. You just flush it, and you just come out there grinding out the next game. Uh, Tuck, you liked the Islanders losing by that much? Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. I loved it. Uh, I liked every single tweet that the Islanders put out every time. They like for some reason have to tweet every time the other team scores. So, like, each tweet was just 1-0, Tampa Bay Lightning, 2-0, 3-0. And, like, that was the entire Twitter feed of the Islanders a little bit. It was just constantly just, like, 1-0, TBL, period. Yeah. 2-0, no. and it was perfect. Big Cat talks about that all the time, how he just loves when teams have to tweet out the final tweet when they get blown out. It's like, why, why are you doing this? Just let it be. Everybody knows what happened. Um, no one's like checking Twitter to make sure that their team lost when they were last update was that they were down seven nothing. Cam, any hockey at all thoughts? No, I saw the eight oh blowout, but uh I'm thinking lightning golden knights. Just been uh sticking with it the whole time. Just really don't want the Canadians. They had a bad record. Why are they still here? I don't know. Um but what, what about the, like, would you rather lose by eight or get absolutely blown out or lose a heartbreak before going into a big game? Because I actually think I would rather take... Lose by eight, 100%. I think I'd lose by eight to lose by a billion. So it's hard because losing by eight in the moment is fucking brutal. It also think, hurts your confidence. Yeah. You're like, we can't skate with these yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. If you lose in a heartbreak, you're like, damn, we'll get them next time. Actually, I'm flipping. I'd rather lose a heartbreak. So I don't know, seriously, yeah. because I, I'm the type of guy that can flush it. And if you have a group of guys that can flush it, I feel like you can turn that against the other team that won because they're going to be too self-confident. Okay. Me. Um, quickly, uh, the Carl Nassib thing, I just want to touch on one thing. Tucker and I got into a conversation. Um, Michael Sam, of course, was the big name NFL guy, the last really big one to come out. I think a few guys have come out after they've retired. Uh, I couldn't really name any. But this kind of brought up the Michael Sam thing again. Michael Sam was SEC Defense Player of the Year. Dropped uh, to the seventh round and then didn't even make the roster. Um, I think I, th- I don't think him coming out helped him at all. I think it definitely made him slide. I don't know if it's responsible for him not playing, though. And, and then not getting it, even if the Rams were a you know, a horrible uh, homophobic organization cutting him. Wouldn't somebody scoop him up? I just don't think he was any good. I think you can win awards in college and be a bust in the NFL. You look at, like, like look at a guy like Tebow, you know? Um, so, for me, I, th- I think it, I think the, the coming out as gay definitely hurt his draft stock. I just don't know if he was a good football player. I mean, I guess I'll never know because he never played. Um, but I, I think there was a football reason behind it. And Tucker, you disagree. Yeah, so I'm going to just list off um, other players that were SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Since when this list started was 2002. David Pollock, Patrick Willis, Eric Berry, Patrick Peterson, Morris Claiborne, C.J. Mosley, Shane Ray, Jonathan Allen, Roquan Smith, Josh Allen, Derek Brown, Patrick Sertan. I mean... All those guys were first-rounders. 
Yeah. Every no. single one of them. No, there's no debating that he's his draft stocks slipped. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't know if he was going to pan out in the NFL no matter what. The man had 10 sacks in the SEC. I just, I don't know. I find it hard to believe. But I, maybe when I heard that he was undersized and stuff, but you, I don't think he got the shot that he deserved, at least. I, I, I will say that. I'll agree with you. I just I also think that if he was that good, that it wouldn't have really mattered. They're trying to win games. Cam, your thoughts? I really don't have any thoughts on it, honestly. I'm very, I'm very um, immediate uh, on the subject. Way to fence ride on the, on the political subjects. Love to see it. Oh, nasty. Nasty. <laughs> uh, Dell, any thoughts? Um, I don't know. I just remember the, him slipping in the draft, and the I, I remember when he did get drafted, the, the clips of that. Um, I, I obviously we won't know anything about uh, Sam because he didn't really get that shot. And I think, like you guys said, getting that shot was kind of taken from him. Um, it's tough. Um, I don't like. I don't know what to think if he would be good or not. You know, because we don't know. Um, but given that list that Tucker said, it's hard to say against it. Um, it's really just unfortunate, is what it is. But hopefully, this one is uh, much better than that, and I think it will be. Oh uh, yeah, he's already established. So I mean, that's the thing but you got to do. If I you're, mean the, I, I mean, there's. I don't think there's going to be fallout. So. It sucks. It sucks that. You have to say this, but if you're a good football player and you're gay, wait till you make it to the league before you come out. Like I'm, like you shouldn't have to at all. But I just want to see you get your money. Like that's that's all. <laughs> so. Oh my god, I'm watching Michael Sam's highlights right now. This man just chases down running backs like full speed running back, just catches them from behind. Oh, there's so you shouldn't have said it. You shouldn't have worded it like that. But yeah. Um, All right. List, guys. Cam, your list. Take it away. All right. Video games. Solid one. Coming in in at number five is going to be one that I didn't play for that long of a period, but when I did play it in that period, it was every second of every day. It's going to be Battlefront 2. Oh, Star Wars. that's a good one. I, I heard they might be coming out with some sort of remake. They did. Oh, They've made good. two. They did? Yeah. Um, They're not that good. Not, yeah, not as good. Um, don't have much to say about it, but um, it was just it was just really fun to be, to just pick a player, I guess a, a Jedi or a General Grievous or whatever you want to call it, and, and just battle it out on Tatooine against each other. And that's a game that I probably played for like a few months, but I played it every day for like eight hours. So that's gonna be number five. These are all nostalgia, by the way, pretty much. Uh, Dylan, go ahead. Dylan, you there? Tucker, go ahead. I was muted. Yeah, I was muted. Oh, okay, Dylan. Um, because we're calling it video games, I feel like I can put games into a series. So I'm doing I'm the same thing. That. I'm doing the same thing. Number five for me is the Ratchet and Clank series. Um, I don't think many of you guys ever played those, um, but as a kid, they were like the beginning of uh, like shooter video games for me. Um, they've made like 
there is it's Sony exclusive, so PS2, three and four, right? So um they there's like five games on the PS2, there's like three for the PS3, there's a remake for PS4 that just came out with one for PS5, um, which I'm super excited to play. I think I, I've actually I think I've played I don't know how many there might have been more than that, but I've played like 10 out of 12 of the games, and it's just like one of those things where I get so excited to play those ones for a nostalgia reason, and because they're just fun, you know. I know I know you guys don't really play them, but um, that's number five for me, Rushing Fire. Tucker? Yeah, this was a tough one for me. There was honestly, my list was six long, and I was really struggling to pick out which one was going to be five number six. Unfortunately, Mario Kart just makes the list, and Super Smash makes the list. Uh, Super Smash, I have always loved for a long time. It's just been a game, like, I was playing it since Nintendo 64, played it on the Wii, still play it occasionally to this day, used to play it in college sometimes, which is a ton of fun, pre-game and play some Super Smash before you go out to the bars. Uh, just a great, like, group, probably my favorite group game that, like, you play with a bunch of people. So, yeah, uh, I put Super Smash at five. Who's your main? Uh, Kirby. I'm a Kirby main. Cam, you got a main in Smash? Del- Samus. De- oh, Samus. Dell main in Smash? Uh, it was always Kirby back in the day, uh, but I hated when people doubled up, so if people went Kirby, I couldn't do it because everybody picked Kirby. I would go Link. So it's either Kirby or Link. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to play against the Kirby as Kirby either. I'd usually go Captain Falcon, my number two. Um... Okay, this list has changed drastically since we started. I wrote it in three minutes. I didn't think about it. There are so many games that I want to put here that I can't. I know. Um, I'm putting Uncharted, as the Uncharted series, as an honorable mention. Uh, what else did I have? I had Minecraft, honorable mention. Um, there's so many that I want to do. Tucker, I love the Smash pick. Uh, uh, Cam, love the Battlefront pick. Couldn't put them. My number five is going to be the Arkham series, the Batman games. Um, that, those games, when you think of like combat and modern like like beat 'em ups, like single player beat 'em ups, like adventure games, this broke the book. The Arkham series, the combat is so good. Uh, the stealth mechanics are great. Um, you know, the first one I, I liked a lot. The second one is such such a good game. The third one took a step back because it added the Batmobile, which kind of made it pointless to fly around the city and really get good views of it. Um, but the villains are excellent. Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker plays the Joker in them. Very good voice acting. Good story. Um, those are our games that I have 100% in. I haven't 100% in a lot of games, so I've 100% in all three of them. Um, they are super fun. Like I said, combat. If you want a good beat-em-up, that's the way to go. Arkham's my number five. Cam? This one nobody's going to have. It was just the, one of the first games I ever played, and I played it to death. Still have it to this day. Um, MX 2002, it's a motocross game. It is, I haven't played it in, since they allowed it on the Xbox original one, so I don't know how the graphics are. I honestly couldn't tell you. But um, at the time, I was four years old, and I was playing it all the time. Loved it. Loved doing tricks, triple backflips. They allowed everything. Finding secret spots on the map. No, not going to be on any of your list, but nostalgic, like I said. Love that game. I used to only play um, motocross games to see how badly I could crash. 
That was like my whole thing. Did the same thing with NASCAR game. Um, Dale, number two, no, number four, excuse me. Um, first off, uh, I, I want to say some honorable mentions too. Uh, computer game RuneScape did not make my list. I, I consider it a video game, um, but <coughs> I've spent significant hours on that game in my life. Uh, I remember I got my wisdom. No, I was, I had mono and I would wake up in the morning and I would take that, uh, steroid and a little bit of some pain medicine and i would sit on my butt for 10 hours and play runescape for like 10 days it was actually a great time in my life uh so runescape didn't make my list but i guess that's only it for honorable mentions because i'm talking too much uh number four for me i'm going overwatch i'm assuming it's in some of your guys list as well um so uh um we played Overwatch for many years, probably starting like 2017, 16. Yeah, 17. And uh, it, it, it's it's a great game. I mean, the aura around Overwatch, Overwatch League, um, the competitiveness that it is. It's like the closest thing to playing a competitive sport while not playing a competitive sport. So um, I appreciate that, and I've put in a lot of time and effort into like playing that game competitively. And that's that's what it's unlisted for. Uh, Tucker, number four. Number four, I have Fortnite. Ugh. Uh, Fortnite. Any of my list? No, it's not. I had to put Fortnite on my list just because Fortnite really defined like a period of time was the Fortnite era. It kind of changed gaming. It like made gaming way bigger than it ever had been. It was right around the time where I actually started to get into gaming. So, I mean, it was the ultimate, it was probably my favorite game for like a year and a half. I mean, I was constantly playing it, getting on the boys, getting on with the boys and playing Fortnite. No better feeling than a big, your first victory out. I was shaking my first victory out. I like, I, I, I literally felt my heart like pumping out of my chest. I felt sick afterwards. I actually thought I was having a heart attack. It was one of the most exhilarating feelings of my life. It probably took, I'm going to say 10 to 15 minutes for my heartbeat to go back to normal after that game. Like, and I I haven't felt that passionate about, I mean, I haven't had that much of a rush from a video game since. I respect it, Tucker, because it was like a huge part of gaming for a while. And I kind of made my list the same way. Like, how many hours have I put into each type of game? Like, what, mm-hmm. like. Um, and I'm also, I mean, it made Battle Royale. It was, it was, it it, it didn't make my list because I hate what they did to it. It it was when it was in its prime, when it was in its prime, it was amazing. Shout out Cam. He put me on to Fortnite. I was like, what the hell is this game? when he showed it to me. Um, that was back like that first winter when they had that first winter event with uh, lights in the bushes and it was just a magical time to be gaming. Um, I remember one time we came back to my house wasted and Cam got a victory Royale on my account and I was pissed. Because it messed up my stats. Um, My number four is going to be the Red Dead series. Um, I just kind of love the old West type of feel. I think it's a cool period of time. And the first game is unbelievable. The story is so good. John Marston is one of the most iconic video game characters ever. Um, It's really well done, well acted. The shooting's so fun. Um, You know, riding the horse. You kind of just get to live the entire cowboy fantasy. And the second game expands on it. Um, it's the second game suffers from realism 
you know, you have this big open world and there's, you have to eat and you have to shave and you have to, you know, do all this stuff for your camp and uh, you got to take care of your horse, which I think is really cool, but I see why people didn't like it. They want you play a video game. You want to kind of go into that video game world. But I, the second one is one of the most beautiful games I've ever played. One of the most detailed games I ever played. You know, every time I play it after a couple of months, I'll pick it back up and I'll find something new that I hadn't discovered before. The map is huge. It's varied. Um, you know, I love doing everything in it. I love chasing down bad guys, love bounty hunting, love gambling, love hunting. I mean, it's, it's just an all around a great game, extremely well made and uh, great stories in it too. love the characters. Uh, so Red Dead series coming in number four. Cam. My number three is going to be Grand Theft Auto five. Um, can't wait for the sixth one, but the fifth one was it's never coming never out. Huh? It's never coming out. The sixth one. Yeah, I'm convinced. Not. Probably not. It, but, uh, Grand Theft Auto five came out on PS. 2013. Sure Almost 10 years old that game. But go ahead, Cam. Insane. Um, yeah, so I never played any of the GTA games and they just took a step above and beyond with this one. Um, the story mode takes like two weeks to beat if you're not a crazy person. Otherwise, maybe like three days, if not less. Um, but it's so long and it's so intricate and it's so detailed. And there's so many different things going on, so many Easter eggs. Like, I mean, there's a reason why GTA 6 probably isn't coming out because they don't know what else to do. Uh, but this is a game that once you beat it, you have all that money. You're just shooting everyone, killing everyone not doing any of the extra like uh, missions or anything. You're getting on top of blimps and sniping people. It's, it's, it's a bad game. For I, I have done that. <laughs> Definitely done it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just so fun. You want to take the edge off, just go over and, you know, punch somebody on the street a little bit, turn the game off. Get, get your, uh, get your anger out. Funny, so. funny story about Cam and GTA. Uh, after football one time, they came, he and Hurley came over to play it and I go to sleep and wake up in the middle of the night and Cam's like, how do I fly a plane? And I'm like half asleep trying to tell him he played all night and then we missed our alarm the next morning. Cam's practice was after <laughs> our JV practice, so he didn't get in trouble and we did. It was a disaster. Uh, GTA 5 ruins lives. Uh, Dylan, number four, number three, excuse me. Uh, number three for me, I'm going Minecraft. Um, I'm assuming Linnea's grimacing at the fact that I said that. Um, I remember playing Minecraft on my mother's computer when I was like 10 years old. Um, I bootlegged it. I think I destroyed her computer because it like got all screwed up after that, but I enjoyed the time I had I did on the that. same thing to my um, grandparents' computer. I played significant hours in that. Multiple different worlds, different platforms, computer, my phone, PS4. Um, there's something about the simplicity and then how it can get incredibly complex that is inviting. Um, the the creativity aspect of it, you could just get lost in that. So um, I like that about it. Uh, it's really just when you think of like great compute, great video games, like that has become an tremendously large icon in gaming. Um, it's like pop culture. It's not even gaming anymore. It's like it's like yeah, pop culture yeah. now. The guy who made it sold it. Shouldn't have sold it. Um, he put it together and it wasn't even, it didn't even take him any time to make it. Like it, it's, it's like one gigabyte, not even of a download and it's massive. 
Um, so I, I just, in terms of like understanding how games work, that game in itself being so simple as it is and how big that it actually is, like in pop culture, it's kind of crazy. Um, and it, I enjoy it a lot. So um, just to respond to it real quick, because I just I didn't have this on my list and I feel bad about it because it, sh- it probably should be because I put so many hours into it. We have we Dylan and I and Tucker a little bit have put together some behemoth worlds on Minecraft, like countless hours put in. Dylan and I have collaborated on several projects. Uh, our, our last one being a giant statue of the player that's like 60 feet in the air, like 60 blocks high. It's unbelievable. And and they just added a new update. So I definitely want to try it out and get back on there. But it's it's incredible. It's an amazing game. Um, love that game. Tucker, number three. Number three, I got a classic. If this isn't on your list, you never had a childhood. Backyard sports. Uh, I, this was an uh, honorable mention for me. Didn't have it on. Shame on you. Shame on you. Thought about putting it on. Didn't. I think I might be the only one with it on, which makes it guaranteed that I have the best list. Awesome. Um, but yeah, backyard sports is a must. It's a childhood like centerpiece, I'd say. Uh, I just remember like Pablo Sanchez is one of the most well-known video game characters, if not the most well-known of all time. I don't agree with that, but go ahead. He's iconic. <laughs> He's iconic. It, amongst athlete sports fans, yes. Um, I mean, it intertwines like real-life professional athletes with made them kids and then put them in a game. You just, oh, pro- absolutely. If you ask me this one out, I mean, from the ages of 8 to 14, it was my favorite game ever. No, I, so I had to put this up pretty high. Yeah, I recently uh, started playing it again. I bootlegged it on my computer, and it's it's still super fun. That one year, oh, I think it's 03 or 04 with, like, Al Rodriguez, and it went 3D. is such a fun game to play. It's a little less fun now that I actually, like, I'm not a stupid child and can just hit bombs every time, but yeah. Um, okay, my number three is a game I put hours in. It's similar to some of the other picks that it's a nostalgic game for me, and it's World of Warcraft. Now, I used to hide the fact that I played World of Warcraft. I got it when I was in fifth grade, and I played it, you know, pretty hardcore until eighth grade. You're welcome. I played it. Yep, Tucker got me a free free membership, and then I was hooked. Played it pretty hardcore until eighth grade. Then I stopped playing it and picked it back up my junior year of high school, and I play it intermittently every you know every couple months. I'll pick up a subscription and play it. The 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 base game now not what it was. Um, they did recently last year come out with a, a classic version of the game. So you're playing the old version, which is the version that I played as a kid. And I was, again, a dumb kid, didn't understand what was going on in the game. It's a pretty complicated game. Um, but now that I can go back and play it and play it right, it's super fun. Um, it's just an amazing world that they've created, Blizzard's created. Blizzard's such a good company. When it comes to making games, um, you know, I, World of Warcraft is like iconic. Like you think of the South Park episode, like everybody knows about World of Warcraft. A lot of people think everybody that plays it is a nerd. While that is a huge part of the population, it's still uh, super fun. Um, it's a grind. It's, it, you know, you get, it's similar to RuneScape. Like you put in the hours and you get good. And, you know, it's super easy to pick up now and play, which it was not back in the day. But I just put so many hours in this game. Like I'm talking like, probably a month of my life or more into just playing this game. Um, so I had to put it on my list. Cam, number two. Oh, by the way, I ran I ran a Dwarf Warrior back in the day, and now I run a Human Death Knight. Just want to put that in there. But go ahead, Cam. No, 
idea what that means. Number two, I'm going Call <laughs> of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2. Uh, by far the best Call of Duty game. And my eighth grade was spent playing it every single day. Wasn't that great, but I just played it every single day. ACR was my gun. Had classes for everything. Never prestiged. I just stayed at the highest level and, and stuck it out there. KD wasn't great. Just loved to play it. I don't even know why. It's just a nostalgic thing. Like, seventh, eighth grade of my life was just spent playing Modern Warfare 2. Everyone talked about it at the lunch table. We figured out which emblems we were going to get, clans, everything like that. It was just as soon as I got home from school, if my parents were home, I'm playing MW2. As soon as they pulled in the driveway, shutting it off, pretend like I'm doing homework. That kind of game where you just had to play it. Um, that's coming in number two. Yeah, Cod. COD wasn't on my list because I don't think I caught it at the right time. I didn't play it when I was, like, young. I didn't play the multiplayer when I was young. and I just played the single players and basically put them away after that, which was a huge mistake. But uh, ever since then, ne- never been a COD guy. Tucker? You yeah, I was a big Modern Warfare 2 guy, but, I again, I just sucked at it, so it didn't make my list. Dale, number two? Uh, COD was an honorable mention for me because it's gone downhill for me for years and years. Um, my Warfare 2 is iconic though, Cam, you're right there. My favorite though is definitely Black Ops 2. Um, I played that. Like, I, the new ones came out and I would just continue to play that one. Um, number two for me, I'm going The Last of Us, the first one. Um, I remember playing, I remember borrowing a friend's PlayStation 3 just so I could play the game and I did it in like two days and um like i i've never played a video game and like i'm gonna sound like a sap but like felt like significant like emotions throughout playing the game before um like watching a movie um a very long and i don't know interactive movie uh so i've always have like i don't know this feeling towards that game i guess um, I've played it through probably four times. I can't say that I've ever played another game through that many times. Um, that being said, when you play it back, um, you you pick up on the tweaks and the flaws of it as a game itself. So that's why I can't put it at, at one. Um, but at, in terms of story and, I don't know, that nostalgia of it too, because I played it when I was young, I like will probably play. It's going to come with PS5. I'll probably get the PS5 version and, and play it again, even though I don't need to, but I will. So right. coming in number two, Last of Us. Solid game, solid game. I also I did like the gameplay of the second one. The story's a little not great, but the, the gameplay's fun. Uh, talk number two. Yeah, number two, I got GTA here. Uh, probably the most fun I've had playing any video game ever. I mean, I've laughed harder playing this game than any other game that I've had. When we had a squad day, it wasn't even, like, the story mode was amazing. Really loved the story mode of GTA. But online is what sold that game to me. I mean, GTA nights were some of the most fun I had. Like, there were nights where I'm like, I can go out tonight. But the boys are on GTA, and that sounds more fun. Like, it was, oh, I mean, nostalgia, like, peak GTA was the hardest I've laughed 
at a video game ever. Just running around doing sumo or whatever game mode we were playing that day was just incredible. Yeah, uh, my number two is GTA, specifically GTA 5. I do love GTA 4 too. Uh, that was the first ever game I got for PS3. Um, played it like four or five times through. I played GTA 5 three times through. And uh, like Cam said, the story is great. Uh, it's super fun. But that online stuff hit it. And Tucker, you you, you hit every spot. I mean, uh, I don't think I've ever laughed as hard playing a video game as we, we did playing GTA. It was uh, an extreme amount of fun. It's still going hard to this day. That's why GTA 6 hasn't come out because they're making so much money off GTA 5. But I don't have really much to add to what Tucker said, but he nailed it. That's my number two. Uh, do, we hit a, do we hit up a GTA night soon? <laughs> I don't have the space on my PlayStation. It's I don't either. billion I don't gigabytes. Call it, uh, Cam, number one. Number one, no shot anyone has this, but it's going to be the first Spider-Man game. Um, ow, dog um, probably beat it like five times, 25 levels. Like eight different villains: Scorpion, Vulture, uh, the guy that killed Uncle Ben, um, Green Goblin, obviously. So I don't know. It was just like watching the movies, and then that game came out, and just playing that like until 4 a.m. on a school night in my room, and beating it over and over and over. It was just there was nothing like it, and. I don't, I don't know. Just definitely the most nostalgic for me. I used to like draw the cover. I wasn't a big artist, but I used to love it so much. I would just like try to, yeah. Insane. Love that game. Gonna oh, buy an Xbox just to play it again one day. That's a hot take. I would pick Spider-Man 2 if I was going to pick any game. I think most people would, but... Um, the entire Spider-Man series is awesome, though. Even like the new ones are awesome. The new ones are great, yeah, but the, the old one, the Spider-Man... Two, the movie tying game is one of the all-time greatest games of all time, like agreed upon by everybody. Uh, Dale, you're number one. I've actually never played any of those Spider-Man besides the new one, um, the PS4 one. Um, maybe I should try it out. Um, number one for me, I'm going with The Witcher Three. Uh, Trey put me onto this game. He bought it. I had never heard of it. He bought it. I played it at your house in like 11th grade, and I was like, oh my god, I need to get this game right now. Um, it's everything that I like in a video game. I, I like the sword play kind of games. Um, no homo. And, uh, I like, I don't know, something about the RPG elements, the open worlds, the questing. I like, like that's what I enjoy, um, in games. So I like Skyrim so much as well. Um, which honorable mention didn't make the list, but, um, I've played this game through and that's a big game. I played this game through three times. Um, 100% of it, I've, a lot of the games on my list that are in my honorable mentions too, I've 100%ed. Um, but there's something about this game that I just put it as elite. It, it started the RPG kind of mode, um, the new era RPG. And, uh, like, I could play it again. I have no reason to, to play it again, but I would play it again. I think I might. So, um, Witcher 3 just has that sort of, I don't know, feel of the game that I enjoy so much. So it's going number one for me for sure. No uh, question. All right. Um, Tucker, number one. Yeah, uh, number one for me. Uh, this one's obvious, but Overwatch. Um, I think Dylan hit the 
uh, hit on the nose when he said, this is the closest I've come to playing competitive sports since I stopped playing competitive sports. So, and I think that's what gets it for me is that it's such a competition-based game and just so strategic and team-involved that I love this game. And I'll never not love it because it's like the one game that I can always grind. So, yeah, this will always be on. I mean, I don't think it will ever not be number one on my list. Uh, yeah, following suit, number one's Overwatch. Um, like I said, fell in love with it day one that Dylan was mentioning that we played it on a free trial. Been playing it ever since. Never really taken more than a month off from it. Um, I wish I was better at it. I'm not, but, you know, it's it's a constant grind. you got to learn so much to be good. There's, you know... 30 plus heroes that you have to be good at. Um, you know, you got to play your role well or your team's going to fail. It requires communication. It requires, um, you know, skill. It requires th- strategy. Um, there's nothing like it out there. It, you know, it's a team based game and you got to play it like a team. And like Tucker said, it's tying it back to the sports podcast that we have. It's like a sport. You know, you got to take it that seriously if you want to, you want to elevate yourself. So, um, definitely number one for me, Overwatch Easy. Um, and that's that's our list. Long list guy segment, so let's do the movie quickly. Swiss Army Man. It definitely is a movie. Uh, Cam, your movie, your review. So, I wanted to watch this movie because I've seen it before in 2016 in theaters. Um, and I hated it when it first came out. And for some reason, I was thinking about it the other day. I don't know why. But I was like, Maybe I maybe I overestimated that movie, and you know it, it might be a little better than it is. Watch it again, hated it even worse. Terrible movie, very weird. Um, the ending is a little bit like they make you think a little bit. Um, pretty sure he was just like a stalker, stalking out this girl, and had a lot of problems, but. Um, yeah, didn't. Don't have uh, much else to say. The acting was good, I guess, but uh, I'm going to give it a 5.6. Uh, yeah, no, I was very confused by it. Um, I didn't hate it, that's for sure. It was definitely weird. Um, I thought the whole premise was going to be that he made it all up, which it kind of seemed to be until the very end where they reveal that like it actually happened. Um which I didn't like. It makes more sense that he's stranded, going crazy, and he makes up this fantasy with this dead body that he finds. But, I mean, it's interesting. It was an interesting look on, like, you know, trying to explain life, which doesn't really make sense if you think about it too much. Um, of course, I love Harry Potter, so his his presence was a benefit. I'm actually going to go higher on this one. I'm going to go 6-5. I, I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. Um, but it definitely was an odd one. Uh, did either the two of you watch it? Nope. Dill? Yeah, I, I can find it. Did you watch it? 10 seconds, so I, didn't I didn't even know what it was, so I did not watch it. All right. Okay. Uh, so, that's Waste Takes, episode 77. Uh, wait, wait, who's movie? Oh, yeah. Who's movie? Is it me? I'm not sure. It's not me. I'm next week. I think it might be me. It might be Tucker. Because you went last week. It is Tucker. Time. It is Tucker. All right, uh, I'm going to go Marvel again. Uh, I've picked Marvel before. By the end of this podcast, we'll have watched every single Marvel movie I've decided. I'm uh, going to go for one of the top ones, uh, one of my favorites, Thor Ragnarok. 
Okay, but I mean, no this. one gave Thor any respect on the superheroes list, so I figured I'd put him on this. Alright, Thor Ragnarok it is. That's episode 77. <laughs> Hit us up on our socials, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for being with us.